Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Welcome to Talking Facts. This is Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. I'm sitting in for our regular host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter. Today, Dr. Nicole Huff is joining us, and we're going to be talking about all things money-wise, and this month is Financial Literacy Month. So welcome, Nicole. Hello, it's good to be here. I am excited to talk about Financial Literacy Month because I know that this is probably a topic that lots of people don't like to talk about, right? Right. Nobody likes to talk about money unless they're coming into it unexpectedly. That's right. So let's just break it down for us. What is financial literacy? Yeah, well, um, like you said, April is Financial Literacy Month. And, um, you know, when we think of literacy in general, we, you know, we're, we're thinking about the ability to read and write. Well, financial literacy is much the same thing, but regarding our ability to understand money. Um, so it's developing those foundational financial knowledge, skills, and habits that will promote lifelong financial health. Lifelong financial health. That sounds like something I definitely want. And it's just as important as those numbers like the blood pressure and the A1C numbers. I want to know (laughs) what does financial health look like? Yeah. um, Yeah. So financial health is something I want too. You know, I want to be physically healthy and mentally healthy, um, but I want to be financially healthy too as I you know, journey through life. So financial health at its core is practicing sound financial principles. So, you know, that spending wisely, developing a budget, avoiding debt or managing debt, establishing good credit, saving for the future, um, learning to invest our money. So it is putting into practice those sound financial principles that will help us be financially sound across the lifespan. I heard you say words that just like with health, sometimes people cringe at like budget. They might cringe when they hear budget, just like they cringe when they hear diet. Yeah. And those are kind of the same concepts, right? Because you you do really need to, to pace yourself sometimes. Just as important with your financial health as it is with your um, physical health. So help us understand why it's so important for someone to develop strong financial literacy skills. You are right. It is like our physical health in that to be healthy financially, we have to exercise our financial habits and we have to develop those financial foundational skills that will help us um, develop financial literacy and health. You know, and so for adults, having strong financial literacy skills, you know, it helps us um, not only provide for our families in the present, But it also helps us save for the future Um, because I don't know about you, Mindy, but I hope to retire someday and most adults want to retire someday. So establishing those good spending and savings habits, you know, that helps make that possible. 
you know, and when we develop financial literacy skills, it also helps us navigate those unexpected financial curveballs that life throws our way. And, you know, the events of this past year of 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic, they were really good examples of why it's important to prepare for those, you know, rainy financial days. Because strong financial literacy skills, they promote financial resiliency. And that's that ability to bounce back after a challenging financial situation. Oh, yes, definitely. I think that past year really has helped us to understand how important it is to better manage our finances and our resources. Because if we if we were strong going in, then chances are we're okay now. And if we weren't strong when this all started, then it might be that we have found that we are struggling um, Mm -hmm. right now. So the stronger our financial literacy skills, the better we were able to bounce back and tackle those financial challenges that, that we all face together. And that's probably what was most unusual about 2020 is that it was something we all faced together. It wasn't one pocket or another pocket. It was something universal. So what other areas of financial literacy would you say are most important for lifelong financial health? You know, if I had to choose three of the most important areas of financial literacy for someone to develop, I would say personal budgeting. And I know that's one of those cringe words, but personal budgeting, which really lays the foundation for everything else, um, then followed by debt management and retirement planning for sure. Definitely. They all go hand in hand, don't they? If I want to become more financially literate in these areas, where should I start? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, well, I think just listening to a podcast like this is a great place to begin. So anyone who wants to become more financially literate should look for opportunities to expand their financial knowledge base. Um, And so look for areas that you can grow and learn. And so listen to, you know, things on financial topics, read things on financial topics. But then I do suggest starting with personal budgeting, um, because that is really the best place if your ultimate goal is um, that overall financial health. Budgeting is the best place to begin. Um, And ways to do that is just to simply compare your income sources to your expenses and then, you know, examine the money you have coming in versus the money you have going out. And so when we develop an effective personal budget, that is what helps with those other areas of financial literacy and financial health and resiliency, such as debt management and even building savings. It really does all start with personal budgeting. And if you are looking for a program or, or something to attend, lots of our extension offices across the state will offer budgeting programs. And so you can attend those. And hopefully when we're we're back to having face-to-face regular meetings, then that might be something that you can attend and, and hope to beef up your skills and, and become more comfortable um, with doing that. Uh, when do you think it's most important that someone begin developing these financial literacy skills? You know, I say as early as possible. And so you're right, Mindy, like um, Cooperative Extension and Family and Consumer Sciences Extension, we offer many opportunities to grow your financial literacy base. And so while we're not face-to-face right now, um, things like podcasts and webinars, we offer those too. 
Um, And so definitely check out, check with your county offices. But if you're a parent, don't think financial literacy development is just for adults. So begin early and help your young children develop their financial literacy skills. And, you know, that could be as simple as reinforcing math concepts. And so when they're learning numbers or place value or just basic arithmetic skills, that all goes into how we later handle and compute money. And then, Mindy, you know, as children grow, you know, I encourage parents to allow them to earn their money and then guide them as they make decisions about how to spend and save their money um, because that begins to develop their financial literacy skills. And so to become better at something, we have to have opportunities to practice it. But, you know, I think um, regardless of your age, um, just remember it is never too early or too late to invest in your financial health and your financial literacy. You made me think back to when my children were small and my son hated math. To help him, we always applied it to money. And that child, still to this day, I, I mean, all through high school, he hated math. But when he would apply it to money, he got it. It made sense. And he is my saver. Um, he, you know, he, he bought his first house when he was uh, 22 years old. And, wow. Uh, so he is financially, he can handle math. You ask it, and, and actually he does math very well otherwise. But if you ask him to look at a math book, he says, forget it. I don't want to deal with that. So <laughs> That's an excellent example of how you can develop those financial skills, literacy skills really early and just connected to things they're already doing. But helping make it relevant to money has tremendous practical application. Yes, it does, does make a world of difference. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, we do hope that you will join us on the Talking Facts podcast each week, right here, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, Leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at FCS.UKY.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.